This is episode 17 being recorded on May 11th, 2020. Um, as always, be sure to check out old episodes at nexuspodcast.com, uh, available on all major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the good ones. And as always, you can join the conversation with hashtag Nexus Podcast and old video episodes at youtube.com slash DJ Tyrant. In, in, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what, what, what should I say? The I Facebook know. group? Yeah. We have a Facebook group that I'm very haphazardly manning uh, called the Nexus Podcast. You want to look it up on Facebook. And I feel like we should record that introduction eventually because it's a lot to read off every week. I know. I'll, so I'll, get, I'll get something. Oh, yeah, I'll record <laughs> something. Add some cool music or something. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I, I have some music making software. I should. I should do that. <laughs> Maybe the DJ part of DJ Tyrant. Exactly. There we go. Um, oh, right. Yeah. We have a lot. We have a lot to go through, but as we like to do every week, uh, we do like to talk about what we've been up to, what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Um, as for myself, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, partially because okay. Final Fantasy VII is like my favorite Final Fantasy game. And also... Um, I'm streaming it to raise money for St. Jude with the Charity Braves. Um, there will actually be a pretty big push on Monday, May 18th from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific. Uh, there's going to be some really fun incentive goals that will change how I play through the game. So make sure to tune in and check it out. It's going to be really cool. Um, and thanks to Nellstar15 and Neely for inviting me to the team. This is actually my first time doing a St. Jude's um play live event and it's really cool so far i really like it it's a lot of cool stuff so now is that is it on a website that you can go to to find this or do you go on twitch to find this how do you how would i search for this uh you'll if you hit that follow button and follow me on twitch um that's where it will be twitch.tv oh, okay. slash dj tyrant that's where i am where you're there watching this funny. very live stream <laughs> so then if i wanted to could I like when you say incentive goals, I can like totally harass you a little bit and you have to do things? Yes, but they have to be done through donations to St. Jude. Oh, smart. Smart, smart, smart. Do you guys take Venmo? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, it looks like we lost Heather <laughs> for a sec. You did? Yeah. There oh, we go. You're back. You're what back. Did I do? You're back. Just keep okay. talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. Um. So my weekend geek is not that exciting. It was more Animal Crossing. Um. I don't even know what I did. Oh, I paid off my house. That's what I did. And like the entirety of it. And I we have now invested in turnips. A uh, fourth of my island is filled with turnips, and I'm praying I catch a good um upcharge of those. And then, uh, if anything, I've been just crafting, like, spinning yarn and catching up on Critical Role Season 2. I'm on episode 62, and I know they're at 100 almost. So I'm a little behind, but it's been kind of a chill week, and I've been enjoying it. Nothing too geeky other than that. That's good. How many turnips did you buy? A lot. Like a couple, like a couple full inventories worth, or yeah, okay, 
Wow. There was three of us that all chipped in on this. <laughs> it oh took a goodness. while. I don't know. But it was a lot, maybe. I don't know. I don't even want to throw numbers out there. Okay. I'm not good. Yeah, I skipped on it this week because I'm tired of having to do that. And I'm... You have like six million bells. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot, yeah. but then the crown comes around and I'm going to want to spend whatever, 1.2 million bells on it. Alex had the crown yesterday. He had it? He had it in his shop. I didn't know you needed it. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Oh, it'll, <laughs> it'll come up again. Okay, I'll let you know. Keep an eye out. Sounds good. That's my life. There you go. That's your life. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Um, Well, let's get into the news of the week. It's actually been, even with everything going on, there's still been a lot of Blizzard news um, that we're able to cover. Um, starting with the big news, though. This is the rumor that just will not die. Um, there is now a rumored Diablo 2 remaster or remake in the works titled Diablo 2 Resurrected. And mm -hmm. according to the rumors, it is under uh, the direction of Vicarious Visions, actually, not Blizzard directly. Uh, Vicarious Visions is an Activision studio who did the PC ports of the Crash Bandicoot uh, remaster and also Destiny 2. So they are familiar with making PC games. Um, and I, I, I'd really be interested to see if this is true and what they're going to yeah. do. Is it going to be more like StarCraft Remastered, which is kind of like it's the same game, but really nice graphics, whereas Warcraft 3 Remastered, I think they tried to do a little too much. I don't know. I, I hope for the first one. I hope it's like a StarCraft happy remaster. Yeah. Because um, I never played the original Diablo games. So Diablo 3 mm -hmm. is the only one I've ever played. And I remember trying to install the old ones. So And it never really got to work on my computers back in the day. So I'd be excited to play a remaster. Yeah. Um, And you know why it won't die, Jimmy? <laughs> why? A great joke. Because it's Diablo. Oh, you're welcome oh, i thought that at the very beginning i'm like i had to find that right moment to throw it in there oh my uh, gosh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm but, if that's okay. but off the back of that if you're wanting to play the original diablo uh there is a version on gog um that plays well, nicely on modern pcs so that'll be fun yeah but i want to do the pretty graphics <laughs> doesn't the everyone hellish fire graphics yes i want those graphics yeah I want that blood to look real, except not in China. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man! But moving moving on. Um, today is actually a very fun anniversary for World of Warcraft. Uh, not this, the anniversary of Leroy Jenkins. That yeah. video getting uploaded to, I believe it was YouTube. Um, and it was around yeah. Um, if you're not somehow not familiar with the Leroy Jenkins. Just Google a, it. Just Google it. Because yeah. at least I have chicken. Uh, no, but seriously, like, I think people who didn't necessarily grow up in that time or were, like, really aware of it during that time don't realize how big of a cultural phenomenon it was. It still is. And it still is. Um, <laughs> what's interesting is I'm going to show, show, show this on stream, but I actually met Leroy Jenkins himself at BlizzCon 2007. Did so, you? Yeah. Was I with you? I don't think you were with me. I was off doing oh. something else. Did I take the picture? 
I I sure hope not because this that, picture is so blurry. Oh, okay, I didn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> Those were the years where we never saw each other at BlizzCon. Like we would literally separate mm-hmm. this and was, then meet up. This at was night. the year that we met up at the end, um, and sat and watched Warcraft three and then Brood War. That was fun. Yeah. The good old days. And there's that picture of you with that amp, I think. Oh my god, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh that was fun. I had braces. I was trying to cover that up. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, yeah, no, that was fun. Um, and, and then apparently, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins is coming back still currently uh, in today's politics. Uh, as we were doing our notes for this, you literally said, is this a real article? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And lo and behold, published today, like six hours ago, CNN Politics uh, published an article titled... How we Leroy Jenkins up the coronavirus reopening. It's written by Chris Cezilla. Cezilla. Sure. And it's an article and it's, it, it explains the first half what Leroy Jenkins is. It's how you run it. You kind of mess things up. <clears throat> but then you like laugh about it in the end. Um, but this went totally political. Um, and he basically calls out the governor of Georgia, uh, Brian Kemp. He called him Leroy Jenkins in that Georgia is against health experts and Trump saying it's not a good idea to reopen so early. Um, but he's still doing it anyways. And he made a very exact point at the end of the article. It says the point of this article is, quote, so, yeah, we Leroy Jenkins up the reopening of our country, except that the people involved in that video, Leroy Jenkins, later admitted it was all staged and fake. This reopening is all too real. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, full circle. Still talking about Leroy Jenkins. Still Blizzard news. Still entertainment. Yeah. Relevant. Um, But yeah, that was like, we weren't expecting to have Blizzard news in the news mm-hmm. about stuff today. So that was on, on the anniversary especially. Um, that was entertaining. And, uh, um, I think it's what's that a Forrest Gump quote? That's all I had to say about that. Yeah, pretty much. I think it, speak, we can move on from it speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the point. Yeah, has been and, made. and I'm not sure uh, if we had talked about this last week, but uh, during mm-hmm. the quarterly meeting for uh, Activision Blizzard, they did talk about Shadowlands is still on uh, track to okay, release cool. in Q4 of 2020. Which basically we means did. sometime between, basically, uh, November. I, think, I think August, December ish, something like that. Yeah. Should we should we pick a month and see who wins? Oh, if we want to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm opening up the Wowhead article because it tells oh, us gosh. when all the expansions were, and so we cheating. can kind of that's, make, that's not cheating. We can we can see when the last yeah. expansions were released. Nerd. Just to pick a random month, then I win. <laughs> I'm going to say September. September. I'm going to go November. Okay. Because <laughs> I have no other basis for that guess other than just sheer tu- uh, intuition on that mm-hmm. month. Um, I will win. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think we did mention that because it said quarter four and I need water. <laughs> but yeah, quarter four for Shadowlands. Um, 
That means it won't be too much longer. Um, but interestingly enough, there's actually a pretty good amount of World of Warcraft news for the current game and also classic. I'm going to lead this off because I find this actually pretty interesting. Um, mm. And I know Purist will be upset about this, but it's actually a really good yeah. uh, addition to classic. Wow. They added war games into classic. Wow. Now, if you're not familiar with this, if you don't do a lot of PVP, um, nope. this is basically like private lobbies or battlegrounds. So if you know a, a coordinated group that you want to play against um, with your coordinated group, you can queue okay. up a, a private lobby together. So instead oh. of queuing up for with random people, yeah. you'll you'll be put in an instance with p- people you want to play specifically against. And this is in classic only. And well, this is in modern WoW, but they brought it over to classic. Oh, and interesting enough, oh. some people were like worried that it was a bug, but Blizzard did confirm that this was intentional. And also, interestingly enough, uh, or or more um, poignant on Classic WoW, is it mm. allows for horde versus horde and alliance versus alliance battlegrounds. So if you're talking smack, you could be like, "Hey, let's go PvP it out right now." Exactly. That's fancy. So yeah, that builds camaraderie cool. right there. Yeah, exactly. A Baron's chat becomes real. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's that's good that they did that. Uh, especially since you could do it in current WoW. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. So, um, and then in the WoW news, we also saw that Wired Magazine did an interview with Ian Hazacostas. Co- oh, I said it wrong. Say close it enough. Close enough. Ian Hazacostas. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ian, and they had an interview with him, and it was kind of just a dialogue of how World of Warcraft evolved with the internet. And uh, Jimmy, would you say the internet has evolved over the years? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, because can so you well. can you imagine trying to work from home fifteen years oh. ago? Oh my god, it would be awful. You wouldn't. <laughs> you literally wouldn't. Oh, uh. that'd be a nightmare. Don't do that. Yeah, anymore. sorry sorry to put that little nightmare in the back of your mind. Hey, I want to go to sleep tonight. Um, So, <laughs> having to do conference calls instead of, like, Zoom meetings. Oh, man. Ooh, oh, thank it's... you. No. Uh, um, anyways, so, WoW's evolved. And um, it was just, kind of, as I said, like a dialogue um, about how big WoW was as an MMORPG and how it was kind of, like, the, the landmark change for that genre. Um. And it was kind of a fun uh, back and forth between back in the day where he even said, quote, that the reality is that everyone was playing World of Warcraft wrong, which is so true, um, to then now how people are, like, trained to min-max everything they do. Like, there's guides, there's tutorials of how to do it correctly, and you're not as forgiving. Yeah, and Um, I think that's more apparent with the re-release of Classic, where... Molten Core was cleared like very, very quickly. Within a few hours, I think. Uh, it was it was at least a week, I think, because leveling takes significant oh, yeah. effort to get up there. Um, but that. yeah, guilds were clearing it with like not even full parties of level sixties. They had like level fifty eights in there with them and stuff, which is kind of funny. Um, and then it talked about how. Uh, like, like the good old days of like being in chat for like a half an hour looking for a shaman level forty. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, uh, 
and how how gameplay was fantastically inefficient and how you'd like have to run across uh, a land and fly a path and there was no real like productive way like now we have videos of how to level your character the fastest way possible in the past you have to take in the add-ons and everything and it was kind of like meditative back in the day just to explore um and then let's see another fun part was it kind of talked about the idea and mindset and how questing now feels more like a means to an end than the end itself and i was like that is a good quote to kind of explain the difference of WoW back then to the, now where WoW is currently. Um, so it's kind of a nice just conversation with, you know, Ian about the game that we've all seen change. And um, it was nice. Just like, you know, you don't get to chat with people a lot of the times at that. Because especially, you know, we're old and we're like, back in the day, remember when? <laughs> exactly, really yeah. To new players. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun article. And it yeah. came out uh, just the other day. Yeah, it's pretty interesting that we're. I feel like we're seeing more of these, or I don't know if we're more hyper we're hyper aware of these uh, <laughs> uh, with being stuck inside and everything. <laughs> well, I think, and, and I think the sad part is like we're not going to get a chance to. Well, I, I'm I'm knocking on wood. Um, we may not get a chance to do that in person. Like that's part of the fun about going to BlizzCon in person or these you know conventions is to literally reminisce about remember when. Um with people and so it's nice to have at least interviews where they talk about that because these people that make the game are fans of the game and so they all have their mm-hmm. remember what stories let's see what next uh we have some in-game events for current wow um to talk mm-hmm. about there is the balloon festival which i've actually never done so i might check this out may 10th through 12th so uh, if you're listening live, you have tomorrow. Um, hopefully this hits the, re- the recording before this ends. But if not, well, you got to wait till next year, I think. You sit in a hot air balloon and you listen to stories. Pretty much. You get to enjoy the beautiful scenery. Yeah, I did it in a Pandaria once. It was really pretty. Oh, cool. And then I got bored. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> had a chance to do it yet. Um, it's kind of the the double-edged sword of these uh, micro-holidays. Micro it's nice when you know about them but then like all of a sudden it's like oh well you missed now it. it's i miss it and I have to wait a year which seems to be every other year i forget about the pirate day in wow and yeah wow. it's like in november or october or something i don't know and it's a one day thing so Aww. it's very quick uh but stuff that's a little longer than one day uh the weekly uh quests or weekly uh yeah weekly quests that you can get uh is the arena skirmish for this week may 12th through the 19th so if you're wanting to do some arena you can get some extra rewards for that uh good times all around and then we want to do uh kind of speak ahead to another micro holiday uh glow the glow cap festival on may 27th um where you head to sporegar in zangermarsh to collect some rare mushrooms and help the sporlings Heal the great mushroom fashu. You'll, <laughs> you'll go. And uh, this is actually a really good way to build up that Swargar rep if you uh, didn't play through, during Burning Crusade or there's just one of those rep rewards you're looking for. This is actually a really good event to, to do that with. 
You know, I'm looking at, I remember thinking, we were talking about the micro holidays just now, how it would be nice to have like an app or something to remind you of them. And I remember like last year, the Blizzard or World of Warcraft Instagram account used to do this week in World of Warcraft's Insta stories. And I remember seeing that thinking, oh, well, that's in my Insta feed. Like, I'll check it out. So I went to their account and they don't do it anymore. No, they they haven't done that in a while. It's so convenient. Like, they should have an app or something that sends you notifications or something. Too bad, too bad they don't have a Warcraft app already on phones. On your phone? Yeah. Because we have phones. Sorry, I, can't, I couldn't resist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but continuing on the reputation stuff, the uh, 100% bonus buff for reputations from Legion and from all the reps in... Battle for Azeroth up to 8.3 reps. Uh, there's a 100% ref bonus going on right now. It is going away on May 18th. So if you are wanting to unlock your flying in BFA, um, like both of us, got to get this done this week. I'm not prepared. I have not done it. It's gone by so quickly. I know. I finished my Najatar rep, but I need to do my uh, Mechagon rep. I haven't even finished that zone yet. And it's like, I started it. Yeah, I don't don't think I've finished it either. But Mm -mm. anyways, that is coming up for those of you that are wanting to do that. Yeah, you got a week left. Yep. Because then it's my birthday. Um, Moving to Warcraft 3. There's some news. No, there isn't. There's no news for Warcraft 3. Yeah, no news for Warcraft 3. Hopefully we'll have some news about some of the DreamHack stuff. Maybe they'll move that online, but um, we'll see. I mean, mean, DreamHack did commit to doing um, events for Warcraft 3, but I haven't heard anything recently ever since uh, DreamHack Anaheim. No idea. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe I'll bug some people. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but the game, the game that keeps on giving, uh, Overwatch and Overwatch League, there is just a metric ton of news, uh, this week. We have another developer update. We just talked about one last week. We have a brand new one, uh, from Jeff Kaplan, um, looking like he's doing that, uh, stay at home, uh, see how long you can make your beard. (laughs) And I was, I was alarmed by how impressive that beard was, beard was, but then it like, it grew on me. Like, I got used to the white, and I kind of like it. Yeah, no, it looks good on him. Uh, but diving into the developer update, there are a lot of main points that Jeff did go over. Um, the open competitive queue that has been in arcades for the past month or so, um, uh, they're taking it down. It's down right now, but they're bringing it back up for um, a short season, and then it'll actually become a permanent fixture in Season 23. So when you hit um, the queue competitive... You can choose between roll queue and the open competitive queue. And what was really interesting is they have a lot of stats um, that they went over with this. And apparently uh, in Korea, it is the second highest played mode across all modes. Like super popular. And they were even like, were surprised how popular this was. And in North America, it's like really low. It's below like mystery heroes. So yeah, and that surprises me too because you think like Overwatch is just a first-person shooter type of thing, but then like when he's rambling, not rambling, but like explain all this and what they're doing and how it's going to change, I'm saying here and I'm like, how did this game get so complicated? 
it literally blows me away every time. <laughs> there's so much to this game when you just run around and shoot people. Yeah, for sure. Cool effects. Uh, what's interesting, though, also as well, from uh, their data um, on having this mode in arcade, was they've seen that this should actually improve queue times for both uh, Roll Lock, also known as 222, and the open queue. Um, so TPS players rejoice. We won't have to sit in 10-minute queues, hopefully, anymore. Oh, yay. <laughs> but you, seen... me to play a, a tank. You, you don't have to. If you go into roll queue, play whatever yeah, you want. That's true. Uh, but they will still be balancing the game around uh, 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And speaking of balance, um, Jeff mentioned that they are buffing Mercy, Zenyatta, Bastion, and Junkrat. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see what those changes are, especially on Mercy. Mercy is probably my favorite support yeah, or second crazy. favorite, maybe. Um and Moria and Anna are getting nerfs, um, from what it sounds like. Moria has kind of been in this kind of awkward space for a while where she feels really, really powerful. Um, uh, they'll have to be careful to uh, adjust her correctly to make her not garbage, <laughs> to, to well, put it lightly. Yeah. That's like the bigger thing. Well, and that's the thing with Zenyatta as well. He's actually a really high damage dealer and this is what we saw um in season one of overwatch league that's why jay jonak was mvp of the league was because he just dominated on zenyatta um, really yeah um but i think if i remember what jeff said that they're um reverting the change they made to the discord orb uh so discord orb is the ability you put on enemy mm -hmm. um players and all their they take a higher percentage of damage than normal um, I think they're putting that back to where it was uh, based in season one of Overwatch League. So that'll oh, be really? a, They're like, yeah, do it all. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be interesting. Um, and these balance changes will be in the experimental card. So they should be live either tomorrow or sometime this week. So people can check that out. And that's just kind of like a Q&A process for them, right? The experimental card. Um. Well, it, it's a playable mode in the game, and that that's how they're able to get a lot more data on it versus the PTR. Because instead of having to download it a separate client, everyone can and just play it. Progression. Yeah, everyone can just play it. Um, in the current game, and this also allows console players to be able to participate in these uh, changes as well. Okay. All right. So then, and then it was interesting because before we went on our note binge here um i found a video talking about a community q a that jeff kaplan and the community managers did with a bunch of content creators on discord um i don't know when my like you know probably within the last week or so it's definitely been um, the last week yeah yeah and it was a bunch of like information so i'm gonna try and like keep it concise because the video that talked about it with the content creator oh i found it from um, a youtube channel called your overwatch y-o-u-r yeah, Overwatch. I watched I watched that video I think this weekend too. And it was it was a really nice like um one person discussion about what was discussed. Um mm -hmm. because it was it was interesting because he was kind of explaining what the Discord chat was like and then giving his rationale behind it. So I was like it was really informative because it wasn't just Q and A, you know, reading on a forum. Um 
So let's see. He talked about the first thing was that there's going to be a balance or they're trying to balance the support characters, buffing and nerfing, which I think is what you mentioned about Moira and Anna getting nerfed and uh, Mercy and them getting buffed. Um, let's see. Overwatch team at this time is not interested in doing hero bands. Um, they says that they believe that they don't it's gonna they don't believe it's gonna fix the problems that players think it will. But then they also kind of said at this time we're not interested. So it's not like an absolute no, but it's kind of like not right now. Yeah, I know there's a pretty strong contingent of the community that really would like that to be a a thing. Um, I'm yeah. kind of against it because it just adds a lot more overhead time to. Yep to the games like it makes sense for mobas because of just the vast amount of heroes that are available uh in those style of games what <laughs> is the most boring thing to watch i it, hated that part that's like kind of the best part of mobas for people who play it because there's all this like mind game strategy going on um, i know you would take notes on some of the heroes in the storm events of like what the oh, fans yeah. were oh it was yeah adorable. no it was great <laughs> um sorry i interrupted you did you want to finish that idea no no keep going okay <laughs> um let's see they do believe the hero team thinks that hero pools are successful so far in keeping the meta fresh any opinions i would agree i think they could tool around with how long the um the hero length pools of are i think they could be a little bit lengthier to give um, a little more bit meta. more room for meta to form because right now they're only a week, yeah, uh, which is really fast. And I know for Overwatch League teams, it's a little tough to kind of figure things out. And and really, what's interesting if you've been if you watch Overwatch League, you can see that there's literally two separate metas because of the regions. Like the Asian teams oh, yeah. all play against each other, and they figure out a certain way of playing. And then all the other teams are playing against each other in scrims and they figure out a different way of playing. And so you see two different sets of metas um, throughout the the games in Overwatch League. So it's it, it that's actually kind of cool, but I also would like to see um, them give a little more. bit more length to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's see. And then there was a question from the community where it led to, is there going to be a type of ladder or pug system like rep, uh, rep or teams um and the team said that they liked the idea the overwatch team liked the idea um and that they were even talking about some clan based ideas does this make sense to you yeah i mean clans have always been a thing in kind of blizzard games and i'm surprised that they haven't kind of put some sort of implementation into overwatch for it what does that mean to have a clan in the game? Like a right? guild? Similar like a guild in World of Warcraft, where it's all, it's people you play with normally or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and usually they're just tools to um, have events in game or whatever, or calendar in game, so you're able to coordinate s stuff together. It's like an Outlook calendar type of thing in a game? Yeah, you haven't seen that in WoW? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is a thing. You're right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Next thing was um, they asked if they were talking about smurfing. 
And if the the idea of maybe using phone verification was happening, and the team Overwatch team said they hate the smurfing, explain that to me in five seconds. And they can't share how they want to solve it because it's complicated, and they don't want to release too many secrets. And they said it's extra difficult because of the console system as well. What the heck is smurfing? Smurfing generally is a high level player who's tired of playing against good people and creates a second account to dunk on people in the lower leagues. Oh. It's awful. I've run into it a few times. What? Is that like twinking a character in PvP? Mm, No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. But that's that's because twinking's like a legitimate strategy. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, the question is, how would phone verification help that? Uh, you would only be allowed to have like one account. Oh, probably. So then, if you really wanted to smurf, air quotes, you would have to have like a secondary Overwatch account, Battle.net game purchase. Yes. Like, like box it or something like that. Whatever that phrase is. What was that again? Remember, like in WoW, like if you wanted to have like to to grind gold, or you'd have like two WoW accounts. Yes. On two separate computers. So if you wanted to do this in WoW and Overwatch, you would have to have like two separate accounts, two separate consoles, all that jazz. Yes. That's a lot of work. Okay. No, it's not. Ooh. I have a Smurf account. What? Yep. Why? Because it was fun in Heroes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so then the next one was a question about the cosmetics in Overwatch. Um, And they just kind of shared with the community that they're typically planned a year in advance, which is not a surprise. And they hinted at a Mercy skin dealing with light and dark. Like, night and day? I don't know, but they were hinting. That's interesting. I I would think that this is hinting towards a skin that will be coming out in a couple of weeks. With the new uh, anniversary anniversary event. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm always for new Mercy skins, even though I will always rock the uh, pink Mercy skin for a long time. Yeah, breast cancer one. Um, one. Yeah. um, Probably just little hints from from Jeff about the anniversary event coming up. How um, fun is to like dangle that carriage a little bit and like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> exactly. I told you, but you didn't know. Um, next thing was a question asked to the team was, what is the biggest misconception that people have of Blizzard and, or I guess, Overwatch team? And it was basically the idea that their response was, people think that Blizzard make casual games, but we focus on games that are hardcore that require skill but approachable to new players. Okay. I mean, that's kind of always been the yeah. philosophy of Blizzard. Um, easy to play, easy to difficult to master. Learn. Easy to yeah, learn, difficult to master, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that on a on a plaque or something? There's there's something like that on yeah. one of the, the uh, things. Well, I think especially they got like a lot of heat over like the whole mobile game, not mobile, mobile game fiasco type of thing. And it's like, no, it's it's there's a lot more to it than just that. Um, mm-hmm. Have some faith in the, you know, a lot of people are all over the place. Um, next part was they asked the team if they were happy with the endorsement system in Overwatch League or Overwatch. 
Um, they said that they're kind of happy with they're happy they got it in. But there's a few things that they want to kind of edit or change specifically. They mentioned shot caller and good teammates are not really specific enough to like endorse someone that people just randomly throw it at them and there's not much meaning behind it, which I totally agree. There really is no meaning behind it. I just throw whatever yeah. at my teammates if we have a good game. Or exactly. if I'm feeling spiteful, I go endorse the enemy team. Yeah, me too. Um, so it's something that they can, you know they want to work on. Um, let's see. Another question was: Is there anything you wish you could have done differently? And they said that the release frequency of the heroes was great for the first year, which is you know awesome. Um, but then they did specify that you know Overwatch League is Overwatch is not a MOBA. And that our players want more from these characters. And they kind of brought it back to the idea that they want quality characters versus quantity, which I completely agree. Um, let's see. They also talked about roles being more defined. And the community members said that they've had difficulties with DPS in particular, um, trying to categorize them. And the other factors, such as Hammond, that's the hamster, right? Yep. Okay, and they were trying to like there was some heated arguments in the Overwatch team about where Hammond fit in, and um, they definitely want to have more defined roles and not just extra DPS all over the place, um, which I think is awesome. Uh, let's see. It is, but <laughs> then, it slightly goes against what they just did in bringing Echo, and it's a DPS character, and she does everything. And she does everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, but maybe she's like the the catch-all. Like this is like the last one that does everything, and then the rest of them would be very. Specific. I feel like they said the same thing for Heroes of the Storm too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, because they even added like a new class, right? The hero class in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a a lull, uh, moment in the interview, <laughs> and someone asked Jeff Kaplan, uh, "Was there anything in the game that they wish made it in?" And they specifically talked about Lucio's slow alt. And apparently Jeff Kaplan in all caps said, no, that slow ultimate was an abomination to society and the worst thing we ever did. <laughs> so not a fan of the slow alt for Lucio. What's interesting about that is I think that made it into the over, or, um, Heroes of the Storm implementation of Lucio. I think they've changed oh, it yeah. since then. But yeah, they had a, a slow, <laughs> I believe. Or he still might. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I played Lucio and Heroes. Yeah. So that was like a pretty funny moment in the in the discussion. Um, we have like two more questions. And the question was, how has Overwatch evolved over time and the core designs of the game? And this one, I copied the text verbatim from what the video had said because it covered a lot of information. Um, the Overwatch team said that they have a good game or to have a good game, it has to have a good core vision. With a live game, though, you have to adapt to the player base. Yes. The players know much more than the, about this game now than they did four years ago. So it'd be silly not to adapt to that. Um, such as hero and role limits were right when they were first implemented. Uh, and I'm assuming not so much right now. Is that correct? There's a lot of complaints about it. That's okay. all I'll say. And the, <laughs> you're so like neutral. Um, and then the vision of the game is highly. Comp- oh, they wanted to maintain the vision of the game, which is a highly competitive first-person shooter with amazing epic graphics, 
and diverse heroes in a future version of Earth, which is a lot of vision of a game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of words. It is. Um, but it, it sticks to the truth of it, though. Um, let's see. And then they asked about, <laughs> they asked, asked about competitive plans for Overwatch and the vision of high-level Overwatch. And the Overwatch team just basically said that they want to keep the game epic, um, have over-top abilities, uh, first-in-class uh, FPS mechanics, and hero diversity and teamwork. So it seems like they still just kind of want to keep to the core values and not stray from that. Um, what that means for competitive and a high level of Overwatch, I don't know. You know, we still have another game coming out. Yeah, it's pur- um, purposely vague. Yeah, and they were told in the in the Q and A that they were not allowed to ask ask. Oh, I cannot say the word ask a s k. Um, about the next game coming out or any future plans beyond just general mm-hmm. questions. So a lot of these questions were like biggest misconception. What do you think about this? Opinion based questions. Yeah, but it was a lot of you know good Q and A questions. That were nice to hear from like the team or the community managers and Jeff Kaplan all in like a chat. Yeah, no, I think it's good to get all the branch to the community because. I don't know, the past few months of Overwatch community have been kinda kinda angry. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think things are going in a good direction. Um I still enjoy playing the game. Yeah, it's always fun. My brother plays it and I enjoy watching people play it and mm-hmm. Owl's back, which is exciting. Um, yeah. And yeah, the anniversary's coming up, so they gotta, you know. Get that community involvement. Lots of stuff. But uh, we haven't even touched the Overwatch League news, which there is a ton this week. We had so much happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Following in the footsteps of Sinatra, Corey, uh, DPS player for the Washington Justice, uh, retired from Overwatch to play Valorant. Um, This doesn't surprise me too much. We are going to see, I think... Um, some of the higher end DPS players move over to, um, Valorant where their skill will shine a little bit more, um, because going back on to that, uh, what Jeff was talking about, um, teamwork is always been a part of the philosophy of Overwatch. Um, teamwork is the dream work. And so that means you need to have a team that works well together. Um, and those superstars can't necessarily pop off as much as they would in a CSGO style game. But it's a game that's in beta. It is, but it's also a game done by Riot, who has supported League of Legends in that esports scene for how many years now? That's true. A lot. That that, and also getting into the ground floor of a an mm, esport a like game. that is kind like of yeah you can be history making you can also get those first uh contracts yeah yeah and is it is it good in a way that they're pulling like is it a compliment to owl and that professional players are being pulled from them like if you have a really good sports team you know because i know sports mm-hmm. and you want to pull those vip players into your team like you will poach them type of thing is this kind of like a somewhat compliment to owl i think so a little bit but you you can spit it that way but you can also look at it from the negative side and that 
Overwatch isn't offering enough for these players to stick around. Um, because both happened. Like we can't control the pandemic. I know. Because both Corey and Sinatra won World Mm -hmm. Cup last year, so they kind of got to go out on top. Yeah, didn't like some StarCraft players do that? Like once they peaked, like we're done, we're retiring. Yeah. No, we've seen that happen on in multiple esports. Yeah. Um. It's so funny to hear them retire that word. If you haven't heard the news, Washington Justice fans, brace yourself because you're losing another DPS player. Uh, Stratus what? is retiring from the Washington Justice. Well, from from professional Overwatch play to do content creation. Um, he's still going to be part of the Washington Justice, but okay. he's stepping away from the competitive scene. Um, and he played his last game this weekend. Now, was he, like, a vital player? Or is he just kind of, like, one of, like, the base players that was like, okay, I'm cool, guys, keep keep doing it. I'm stepping back, or? I would say he was a top DPS player. Like, most teams probably would have liked to have had him on, his, on their team. I would love to be privy to that conversation, but that's a competitive conversation. I'm curious. I'm curious if it's just the stress of playing Overwatch League. Because many players have um, stepped back and done more streaming content creation um most notably um seagull from season one um he, and he was a fan favorite and everything everyone loved him but he mm-hmm. was just like it's way too stressful yeah it's like any sports player like i always feel like bad for them like this one game is their final exam of like a test of their career it's insane mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're young kids. Like, if I could have the more fun end of it, if content creation and, like, be part of the team still in a way, like, that'd be awesome. And Stratus will be really good for content creation, not just streaming stuff, but, like, I'm sure he could do some funny YouTube videos because he has a really fun personality um, just based on the interviews that he's done. He's he's always one of those goofy players that comes out with wearing sunglasses and all this stuff like that. And yeah, Or the chairs on the mic. Yeah. Oh, and... (laughs) I put this in the notes, but this was actually really cool to see. I was, uh, I think I follow all the Overwatch League teams on like Facebook, um, but his grandmother and mother commented on the uh, the uh, justices post about this, and it was very sweet. Um, I don't remember Aww. exactly what they said, but it was very cool to see um, parents and grandparents supporting their uh, baby. Their baby. <laughs> They're so proud. It's like the yeah. student. It's like the student of the month sticker on their car. Yeah, that's my babe. Yep. Um, it. another player though re- retiring, oh completely leaving uh, the Overwatch. Uh, just Overwatch in general. Gray from the Paris Eternal, um, is chickens. leaving Overwatch. Uh, yes, the chickens. The chickens of Overwatch. Um, he also <laughs> stated some, I think, stress issues. Yeah. Um. That sucks. Yeah, he said his mental health was hard tanking and the change was necessary. Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's sad, too, because it looks like he's just taking a complete, not even a backseat, but just a complete off off the train completely. Um, yeah. Which is heartbreaking because it, it is a lot of pressure and stress. And it's like, you know, you, when you deal with contracts and teams and this much amount of money and expectations um it's it's a lot of difficulty and i feel for people that have to go like and i jokingly say like another one like annoyed but no honestly i i can never expect to understand what they're going through and if they need to take a break then take it because 
you do you first. Yeah. Um, speaking of taking breaks, another player is taking a break. Uh, Ryo Jeong, yeah. uh, he played on the Seoul Dynasty last year. Um, and there was that really, I don't, I don't know. It, it was, it was awkward, but like poignant as well, where they interviewed the Seoul Dynasty after they got knocked out of the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. and he and one of the other players on the Seoul Dynasty were very, very emotional. Um, talking about Aww. their loss they were very sad because they um soul dynasty from day one that they were announced have kind of been expected to be one of the best teams in overwatch so you can i think they they held themselves to that standard not reaching that really um hurt them but he also he did actually move to the vancouver titans in the off season um and the reason he's taking a break is because the vancouver titans uh we talked about this last week and we, we speculate that this was happening, but they released their entire team. Um, so that is the end of the uh, run team runaway from uh, Overwatch contenders in Korea. This is the end of the line for that team. And it's a very dramatic story. There's a lot of opinions on what should or shouldn't have been done. Um, but they're they're starting the team over with a brand new uh, team they basically bought out a contenders team uh, second win and um, they played this weekend so they had to they had to f- field some sort of roster this weekend and they got this team um it, time out. hold on a second yes they literally mulliganed yes. other players yes wow we have actually now we've never seen this happen in esports during a season we see yeah. it happen all the time after, like, the international for Dota. We'll see teams yeah. completely restructure. Yeah. Totally understandable. The but in the, middle, in the middle of the season, it <sighs> is crazy. Unheard um, of. Crazy unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, that yeah, is. there's a lot of background on this. A lot of kind of he said, they said type stuff. Mm. It's it's a lot and they're uh, the official kind of announcement from the Vancouver Titans definitely leaves a little more to be desired um but we'll and they see. haven't said anything publicly like really other than this is happening right they kind of talked about it and then there was this weird like fluff piece I read on some Vancouver newspaper that was kind of like telling the story from the side of the organization and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, the poor organization got screwed over, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's it just, it's not good. Um, now, do you think this came, and I, I know there's like a lot of opinions and you were seeing that there's a bunch of stuff that we don't know. But do you think this kind of happened not by player choice, but by ownership choice? I think it was ownership choice, yeah. I think they... Heartening to see. It's really disheartening to see because they had... One of the best teams in Overwatch League. Yeah. They came up second place last season and couldn't somehow keep that team together, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, yeah. Like, if they had just kept that team together, they would have been... I think they would have been fine. But didn't um, a lot of them, like, switch to other teams? Um, Not really. They didn't have a whole lot of change over the offseason. They did release... um bumper and added gesture uh mm-hmm. which was kind of a weird choice but 
Jester yeah. is a really good tank player. Um, and what's interesting about Jester, just to give a very TLDR on his history, <laughs> we're going um, deep. I'm sorry. Basically, he every team he's been on has been all sorts of drama that stemmed around him. Um, he was first on Soul Dynasty, and there was a bunch of drama there. He demanded a trade. He ended up on the Gladiators. Um, and then there was like something with with he didn't want to play in the playoffs for some reason. He like refused to play. And so they had to play in the playoffs in season one without him. And so obviously they released him after that. <laughs> like, could you say he's a little bit of a diva? It, it seems like it. But what's interesting about this is there's no like talk that any of this was his fault. Like he's an innocent know. bystander in all of this. Normally they're like first to say, Hey, he declared this. Yeah. So we had to, but here it's like, because he's MIA. Yeah, it's just funny because we expected wow. him to be involved, a, a troublemaker, I guess, to really oh. say. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots. This isn't even talking about the the games this weekend yet. But we'll, oh my god, we'll very quickly go through those. Uh, but first of all, the May tenth hero bands uh, did come out for this is for Masters and above in a competitive and the Overwatch League. We're going to see May, Tracer, Ariza, and Moria unavailable for play. So, very interesting there. All the girls. What the heck? Yeah. There you go. Um, Boston Uprising also added a player um, this week. They added Punk, who's a DPS player from Contenders, uh, part of the Uprising Academy team, so homegrown uh, player. He also played for Team Australia in World Cup. Hopefully this will be uh, part of the uh, turn for the Boston Uprising because Boston just has not looked good all season. And I don't know how to, like, not overstate that. They are, like, really bad this season. Have they won any games? They've won one game. That's good. But they look worse (laughs) than the Shanghai Dragons did season one. And the Shanghai Dragons went zero and forty. How does one look worse than that? Like the Shanghai Dragons had close series in season one. That's Bo- true. Boston series have not been close at all. Are they a new team this year? No, they were one of the original teams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We I could talk for a long time about why i think boston is bad but we'll continue on uh, we should have like an owl sing off like podcast just oh talking about all this stuff maybe we but can then have not a special every week for... is like this full yeah not every week is this yeah. crazy i don't know it's why they, they had the news just lots of news this is gonna be a long episode folks we're not even halfway done Oh my god, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making that up. We're probably like three quarters of the way done. Anyways, very quickly, uh, results from week 14. We saw the Soul Dynasty uh, win 3-2 over the Shanghai Dragons. Probably the biggest surprise of the week. Shanghai has been nearly perfect this season. Um, and Seoul mm-hmm. has like been very inconsistent. But they did well enough to beat Shanghai. Uh, London Spitfire 3 0'd the Chengdu Hunters. Guangzhou Charge 3 1'd NYXL. Um, so that tells me that the Asian teams are all very close to each other in, in terms of like how good they are because they're all kind of <laughs> beating each other. No one's really the top dog anymore. 
but yeah, moving over to the uh, other regions, Paris Eternal uh, beat the Gladiators 3-1. Boo. Uh, I know. Sorry. Uh, Washington Justice uh, 3-1 over the brand new Vancouver Titans. Uh, Titans actually looked jump. decent in that uh, series. Um, with the whole new team. With the whole new team. Um, <laughs> but apparently two of their players were playing from like Europe, so they had like 200 ping, so that's that's challenging that's a factor yeah uh atlanta rain 3-0 the houston outlaws uh la valiant 3-0 the boston uprising and then the shanghai dragons 3-0 the hangzhou spark guangzhou charge 3-1 london spitfire philadelphia fusion 3-1 dallas fuel and then san francisco shock 3-1 toronto fight and then the florida mayhem 3-0 the vancouver titans Yeah. How many days was this? Two days? It was, that was the weekend. Those two days. And interestingly enough, the um the interesting part about uh that is this is the first week we've had every single team play um in one week. Since the pandemic started, this right? Season. Yeah. Well, just yeah. this whole season in general. Oh, you're right, because yeah. it started at the beginning. But really quickly, uh, coming up this weekend, we have Seoul Dynasty against Chengdu Hunters, London Spitfire and playing up against the Shanghai Dragons, NYXL against the Hangzhou Spark, and then on the other region, we have Vancouver Titans against Houston Outlaws, Florida Mayhem against the Washington Justice, the Gladiators against the Boston Uprising, San Francisco Shock versus the Rain, and then Sunday, we have Guangzhou Charge versus Chengdu Hunters, Hangzhou Spark versus the... London Spitfire, Dallas Fuel versus Paris Eternal, Philadelphia Fusion versus Vancouver Titans, and Toronto Defiant versus the LA Valiant. So there is a lot of stuff there. How does that mouthfeel after reading all that? Ooh, yeah, tiring. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, do you really want to read it all on, on screen? And he's like, yeah, I'll read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to do it. It's all sports. Um, Let's see. Are we done with Overwatch? Uh, we are done with Overwatch, finally. Wow. That was like a whole... T- Two pages. Yep. Uh, of all text. All right, moving on to the Diablo. What did we find in Diablo, Jimmy? We did find that apparently. But we didn't We all the people who monitor the CDNs of Blizzard found a encrypted build for Project Fenris, which is the code name for <laughs> Diablo Four. Uh, most mostly, we think that this is probably due to people working from home so that they're able to, you know, access the game without being on a VPN uh, to test stuff. Um, but yeah, that is the only thing really Diablo-wise this week. Yeah. Cool. Codes. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, moving on to the StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, in StarCraft... Um, there's some actually cool sales that I found out for uh, digital items. Uh, War Chest 1 through 5 and the Carbot Complete Bundle for StarCraft are on sale uh, between 19 to 50% off. These are all uh, cosmetics. Uh, if you've been waiting to get those or haven't gotten those yet, those are on sale. So definitely check those out. Um, and in the world of esports, um, 2020 GSL Season 1 is... In the middle of its round of 16, we did have Group A, where Dark and Deer advanced. 
uh, with Scarlet and Tasia being knocked out of the tournament. So that ends Scarlet's run in the foreign hope for GSL for this season. Hmm. How many people are competing in this GSL? Uh, 32. It starts with 32. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. And then at group B, we had cure and TY advanced over stats and solar. And then if you're wanting to check this out, we have group C coming up on the 13th at the lovely time of two 30 in the morning Pacific, uh, with group C trap bunny Parting, and Sue. Those should all be really great games. Those are all people who have been in the Starcraft scene for a long time. So definitely check that out. Um, but in a little bit more friendly time, <laughs> on Friday the 15th at 9 p.m. Pacific, we have Group D with Morrow, Ragnarok, Innovation, and Zest. So lots of Starcraft this weekend. Also, TSL 5 starts this weekend on the 16th. Ooh. So if you're interested in that, that'll be awesome. It's been a long time since we've had a TSL. I think TSL yeah. 4 was like 2012, 20. 13 no. something yeah it's that's how long it's been so um, why is it coming back now what uh is? so this was actually put together because of mm-hmm. the COVID 19 stuff um and dreamac had to put on events so they're partnering yeah. with team liquid uh to throw this together this. Um, i remember this conversation and pay special attention this weekend because day nine will be casting one day only sunday may what? 17th I don't know how I don't know how long it's been since day nine has cast Starcraft, but definitely. Yeah, is, is brother working the other events for GSL? Like is Tastosis still doing their thing? Yeah, they're they're casting GSL. Yeah. Um yeah. so I mean that would just be a really odd time for him to cast this event. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he's done this stuff before, but he's kind of set that he doesn't need to do these <laughs> other non Korean <laughs> events. Um yeah. But speaking of Tasteless, I've actually been uh, catching him playing StarCraft Remastered. He's been playing a lot uh, lately on stream. So definitely check out his stream if you're interested in checking it out. The old school days mm-hmm. of these players. That's fun. It's always nice to see them like still doing their thing. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Yeah, moving on to Heroes of the Storm, though. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff this week, like I said. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is man. just one week. Uh, there is there was a pretty large balance patch that came out last week. Um, changes onto Hanamura, increasing the objective damage, um, and huge reworks on both Cassia and Tracer. Um, the Nexus Anomaly uh, was also changed as well um, for what this season. Uh, Nexus Anomaly is this thing they implemented uh, last season, I think. Uh, basically to change the fundamental function of the game to kind of try stuff out. Basically, with this, they made it so that towers, forts, and keeps would target prioritize, prioritize targeting heroes Hero. over minions. Oh. Um, so this is kind of how League of Legends operates. Um, yeah, and yeah. It really changes your strategy on if you're able to dive a hero that's under a tower or something like that. But they are... Um, changing this a bit more uh they reduce the damage by 10 percent of all those structures and they will only focus their attacks on enemy heroes 
if they attack an allied hero who's also in their range. Um, and also self-damage uh, from heroes will no longer cause the structures to focus them. And also periodic damage will not cause structures to focus heroes. So they'll be a little bit less aggressive in attacking heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think will make it feel a little bit better and more in line with kind of how heroes has always felt. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a literal balance of the two options. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check out the patch notes because there is a ton of changes for other heroes as well. Um, not so just Cassia man. and Tracer. Um, if I was doing Heroes Power, we'd go line by line on this and talk about the changes. But we will not be doing that here. Go check them out if you're interested. There's a lot to read and go over. But yeah, definitely yep. check that out. And then on to Hearthstone, another patch came out on the 12th, which is today. And uh, basically, the, the gist was that there are three new heroes and a new minion for Battlegrounds. Um, they've also added the ability to rearrange the decks in your game. Um, and a new visual aid for end-of-season rewards. So do you want to go through the heroes that we're adding? Or do you want me to cover that? Yeah, I can go through that. Uh, Lady Vash, um, who will also have a interesting passive where... After you upgrade the tavern, it replaces the minions with one of a higher tier. So traditionally, you would have to re-roll the set of minions you got from Bob. Um, I know. I, I, I love that name. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you would have to re-roll to get the, the new tier of heroes or wait till the next turn. This will just automatically replace the minions with a higher mm. tier. Um, this will be interesting because it changes kind of the core mechanic of how the game works. And I think it might throw a few players off, um, at first, cause they'll, they'll have something they want to either freeze or buy. And then they'll mm -hmm. upgrade the tavern and be like, Oh, well I lost that pick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, the other new hero may have shadow song. Uh, she has the ability in prison, which costs one and makes a minion in Bob's tavern dormant. And after two turns, it gets you get it with a plus one plus one on it. So this is similar to how um, the demon hunters work in the main game. They have very a lot of cards that it's very on brand. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that'll be an interesting choice to make. And then Kalthas Sunstrider has the Verdant Spheres passive where every third minion you buy gains plus two plus two. Yep. That's a game. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and those of you playing uh regular Hearthstone, I guess I should say, uh there it, I definitely would recommend reading the patch notes on Zephyrs the Great, uh, which is mm. a very interesting card. Um if you've watched any competitive Hearthstone uh, you know how much that card can change the game. Basically, um, people love it. The people love it and hate it because <laughs> basically it gives you the best card for the situation that you're in. It reads the board oh. state and is like, say, say the uh, your opponent has all taunt minions, but they're down to eight health. It would give you a um, pyroblast to I'm immediately eight. kill there the hero and win the game um yeah. but there were a lot of bugs with it so they fixed a lot of the 
the issues with it. And yeah. It seems like they've made it a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Especially on these edge cases, like just just as an example, um, it will offer polymorph instead of hex in cases where it would be better to give the opponent a one one than a zero one with taunt. So okay, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I'm interested to see how that change does uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I don't really play that much regular Hearthstone. I do the battleground stuff but yeah yeah and then uh it also had the discussion of deck ordering because you even tested this before we even got on is that in this next patch you're going to be able to move your deck list so if you have like your favorite mage deck you could put that on the top of your list in game versus having to go through the the i don't know large list that you would have in your collection manager mm-hmm. and there's um a rearranging mode so if you want to like really organize your sets and like oh this is my favorite this week you can definitely do that it's like a quality of life change more than anything else nothing major for the game um but if you'd like to have an organized deck there you go um end of season rewards does this make sense to you your total rewards accumulated within the current ranked season are now highlighted in green inside your rewards chest which can be found at the top of the quest log yes because right now if you open it it just even if you've not earned it it looks the same so it's like it's hard to tell what you've necessarily earned now it's green now it's highlighted (laughs) i love me some highlighters uh yeah i think we covered all the games we did cover all the games uh anything good in irl loot nothing nothing There, I found no new items or sales or anything on like the typical sites I went to. Um, Blizzard Gear Store. Only thing that's new is the new artwork that we talked about last week for uh, Hearthstone and Here's the Storm. Um, let's see. And then Box Lunch Hot Topic, nothing new. Jinx, nothing new. Lounge Fly, nothing new. Um, yeah, it's only been a week. There's nothing new in production, which is fine. And uh, I'm okay with that because we talked for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot. Uh, I think we're going to just end it there because yeah. we talked a lot and caught you all you up did. on Good job. Blizzard News. Uh, yes. Make sure to check us out on nexuspodcast.com for previous episodes. Uh, hashtag Nexus Podcast to join the conversation. YouTube.com slash DJ Tyrant for old video episodes. Um, and yeah. the Facebook group, search Nexus Podcast. Yeah. And Jimmy is going to be streaming on the 18th of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, join him there for St. Jude and throw some money at it because it's charity and it's awesome. Um, yep, yeah. Definitely. I need to go back onto Animal Crossing. I got stuff to do. All right. Well, we'll end it there. (laughs) This has been episode 17 of the Nexus podcast, and we'll see you next time in the Nexus. Nexus.